This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut you because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, welcome to the new week, by the way. Another new week. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. They just keep clicking off, and before you know it, we'll be into Christmas. I don't really want to say that because it's still a ways off in my book, but summer is slowly approaching an end, so get out there and enjoy the summer while you still can. Friday's question of the day in the 1976 classic Taxi Driver, Robert De Niro prepares to help a young prostitute escape her pimp as he amps himself up in the apartment. He talks to himself in the mirror, delivering this line. You talking to me? I guess he does it a bunch of times. I've never seen it. So I, that was not my show or that was not my, my, uh, my movie or TV show. The impossible question of today is it's acceptable to wear this color during summer, but a taboo after Labor Day. This one was way too easy. I even knew this one. I'm not a fashionista by any means, but... I knew the answer to this one, but answer this one if you know it on the RushToReason.com website. And again, as I always say, that's the place to go. Find all of our uh, replays, our their show notes and so on. We put all of our, our links and the different things up that we talk about on a regular basis there as well. Last week, uh, Joe sent me something uh, in regards to the conversation. I believe it was last Thursday. We got to talking about airline pilots and the fact that there are certain airlines that are going to be changing their uh, you know, hiring uh, methods and so on. Well, in light of that, two pilots are believed to have fallen asleep and missed their landing during a flight from Sudan to Ethiopia. This was last Monday, according to a report by commercial aviating, aviation news site Aviation Herald. So, yeah, be safe up there, folks. And Got a lot of questions, by the way, on how do you know if your pilot is competent or not. And Joe, you know, said, you know, really, you know, rest assured, there's all sorts of things that they have to go through testing-wise and so on. And the reality is they are most likely competent. Now, how well will each one of them do when it comes to emergencies? I think that one comes down to the pilot experience and all sorts of things. And I think the airlines do a pretty good job of teaming those guys up with, you know, airline pilots up with, you know, veterans and so on. We talked about that with Joe last week. But anyways, that was an article that Joe sent me in light of what we had talked about. So good stuff, Joe. Appreciate that very much. And by the way, all of you that send me articles, thank you. I do appreciate that. You guys do a good job of keep me, keeping me up to date on all sorts of things. So there was an announcement today, by the way, here in Colorado. So going to some local news that Colorado lawmaker, he's a senator, state senator, Kevin Priola has switched parties. Charlie sent me that, and my immediate response back was, oh, he's finally telling everybody what side he's really on. 
And this is a Huffington Post article. But it's all over. It's all over the news. It, but, you know, Charlie found this for me and sent it. So this was just came out uh, today, about noontime our time, uh, 1 o'clock our time, I guess. So, yes, State Senator Kevin Priola is switching affiliations, saying that our planet and our democracy depend on it. Well, Kevin, let me school you just a little bit. I know you're a senator, but that doesn't mean you know everything when it comes to how our country works and is run. Evidently, you don't know very much about it, period, because, number one, we don't have a democracy. That's a term, by the way, the left continues to want to pound down our throats. And frankly, a lot of the folks on the right have started to use the same word. We should stop. I've said that so many times on this program. You'd think I'd quit talking about it, but we're not a democracy, folks. We should stop using the word. We are not. We are a constitutional republic. And there is a vast difference between the two. If you don't understand that, go read about it. Those of you that might be new to my program, just listening for the first time, go read about it. But they are not one and the same. Democracy ends up being mob rule. We don't have that, nor do we want that. So, Kevin, if you feel like switching parties is to save something we don't even have, and maybe you'd like, that's probably why you switched. Because evidently you want democracy, and I don't. Also, he's tired of the way that the right continues to fight against, quote-unquote, climate change, you know, environmental policies. Kevin's been a lefty all along, folks. He's not even a rhino, okay? Not even a Republican in name only. Kevin's a lefty. He has been all along. We've watched him. Andy and I have talked about him numerous times on this program, the way he votes and what he stands for and so on. The sad thing now is he'll still have another two years left to represent with redistricting. With redistricting, he will now represent a larger portion of Weld County than he once did, which, by the way, is not lock, stock, and barrel with him. Probably far from it. But he released a letter announcing that he would begin caucusing with Democrats instead of Republicans, though he stressed he would not be changing the way he votes. Well, yeah, you don't have to, Kevin. (laughs) Duh. When you've always been a lefty, why do you need to change your vote? He doesn't like the way that political affiliations have become too tribal and that neither party has a monopoly on the truth. I don't think anybody ever said they have a monopoly on the truth. By the way, the truth is the truth. There's no such thing as a monopoly of it. Again, his choosing of words today just shows what kind of an individual he really is. Because how can you have a monopoly on the truth? The truth is the truth. There's, there's, no, there's no in-between. It either is true or it isn't. How can you have a monopoly or not on it? I, I really don't understand what he says when he says that or individuals like him when they would say that. I don't think anybody on the conservative side of the aisle would say they have a monopoly on the truth. No, we just want the truth. We want to know the truth. We want to go by the truth. What he's really saying is he's upset that some on our side will not let go of the fact that we feel the last election was, maybe stolen is the wrong word, but finagled. That's probably the word I should use. It was finagled. Was it stolen? I think we did. I think we participated. Not we. There were people that claimed to be conservatives that participated enough on the other side of the aisle that... Uh, There wasn't a lot of finagling even needed. But yes, there was some finagling, I believe, in the last election. 
I don't know that I would say it was stolen because, again, we, we, were, we had our own faults. President Trump, I've said it numerous times, had his own faults. He was his own worst enemy on the campaign trail, unfortunately. I hope he learned his lesson, by the way, because there were things he did that did not help him win the election. Well, he didn't win. Well, there are those that say he did, but he's not the president today. Let's just say it that way. I had lots of arguments, by the way, back then about all of that because there were people out there that were dead set. In fact, somebody owes me dinner. I don't know which one of you listening does. One of you owes me dinner because you were saying that by now we'd be back underneath you know, either, either some sort of martial law and Trump would have everything dialed back in and he'd have the, the thing straightened out and we'd be right on track because that was all part of his plan to begin with. I'm still waiting for my lunch or my dinner. I'm guessing I'll never see it because even our side of the aisle won't stand by their word when they agree on something. And if you're listening to me, you know what I mean by that. You agreed that if I was right, you would admit it and take me to dinner. And I would be very nice at dinner and, you know, kindly let you know where you went wrong. Because you were. And many of you were, by the way, because I I didn't get just one email or text message back in the day talking about all of that. I got multiples. Regardless. Back to Kevin. No surprise here, by the way. Just shows you the true communist that he really is, frankly. So I was like, I was going to start off that way. And yes, I can be quoted as saying that because I feel like anybody that's on that side of the aisle is, in fact, a communist. Look at what they believe in. Look what they stand for. Tell me that they're not. So, Kevin, good riddance. See ya. You can hang out with the other party. That's the party you've been with all along anyway, so have at it. No love lost here, as you can tell on my part, guys. And nor was I shocked when Charlie sent me that. Some of you out there listening might be. I'm not shocked at all. All right, we're going to talk about quiet quitting in a moment when I come back. Golden Eagle Financial is coming up next. Al Smith wants to help you with your future financial plans, getting to retirement, and and using the necessary tools to get there. That's where Al can help you because he's got lots of things in his toolbox to help you. Achieve Retirement, klzradio.com, 303-744-1128. Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique and that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of. Like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. And enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances, like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Roof max, folks. Make sure that uh, not only that your roof is in good shape as you head into this fall and winter season, but that you get your annual roof inspection. And then on top of that, whatever you need, uh, make Dave, you know, have Dave help you out on whatever that happens to be. I've said it many times. We talked about it uh, Saturday morning, even on Fix It Radio. Do not call your insurance company if you think you have a roof problem. Call Dave first. Find out exactly what's wrong, 
and then let Dave handle the rest. That's how it works. 303-710-6916 or find Dave at RushToReason.com. Rejuvenation protects your roof from Colorado's weather where a replacement doesn't. The snow is all melted and the high winds are dying down and it finally feels like summer. With the snow gone, you can see damage on your neighbor's roof from fallen branches and other damage from intense wind. Thank God you got roof rejuvenation with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Luckily, you got your roof rejuvenated at a fraction of the cost of a full replacement. It gave you a 33% increase in hail protection and reactivated your seal strips so your shingles stayed on even in high wins. Your RoofMax rejuvenation restored the strength and flexibility to your roof, meaning fallen branches didn't damage it. Not to mention it makes your roof more water repellent, so snow and rain are even less likely to leak into your home. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax for a safe, effective, and cost-effective alternative to replacing your roof at 303-710-6916. And make sure to mention John Rush at KLZ 560 AM. My birth mother recently told me that she drove two hours to a clinic to abort me. But when she arrived for her appointment, she changed her mind and instead found an adoption attorney. My name is Diane Ferraro, and I'm the CEO at Save the Storks. I need you to join me in our mission to help us give women in Colorado the chance to choose life for their babies. We need you to give generously and help us get a mobile medical unit that will serve women right here. Some of you own a business or lead a group, and your donation of $1,000 or more would save dozens of babies when the mother sees that ultrasound for the first time. Please visit SaveTheStorks.com and donate today. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. So I read a article the other day, I was going to mention it, and then Charlie sent it to me as well. Quiet quitting. Some of you may know what that term is. Some of you may not. But that's a term that has been recently coined referring to a new trend in which employees are consciously putting less effort into their work. They just do the bare minimum instead of going above and beyond for their employer. So they surveyed. This is ResumeBuilder.com surveyed 1,000 working Americans. Granted, that's not a large pool, but... Still, a thousand working Americans and found that 21% of that thousand are quiet quitting. And another 5% do even less than what's required of them. So 26% of the workers are doing their bare minimum. 21% of the workers are quiet quitting. 5% do less than they're paid to do. Eight in 10 quiet quitters are burned out. One in 10 employees are putting in less effort than six months ago. Half say this hasn't gone unnoticed. One in three who have reduced effort have cut back hours spent working by more than 50%. And nine in 10 quiet quitters could be incentivized to work harder. I guess these guys don't understand how this works. Let me give all of them a little tip. If some of you are quiet quitting listening to me, I doubt it. Most of my listeners are not that individual. But... And by the way, I believe that's because like begets like. I'm not one of these individuals. I've never quiet quit anything in my entire life, and I wouldn't start now. So like begets like. It's just kind of the way it is. You all know me. You know what I do. You know my background and so on, and I believe that like attracts like. But there's a lot of folks that are on their side of the aisle and lots of other walks of life that listen as well, and I understand that. 
But let me give everybody a little tip. If you want to make more money in your job, doing less on the job, but expecting more pay to do more on the job doesn't get you anywhere. It gets you fired, usually. Get you canned. Now, I realize in today's world, employers need employees as much as they possibly can, so they'll allow some of this to go on. But trust me, when that tide changes, you'll be the first to go. Just how it works. I've... (laughs) I just have to shake my head. I never thought I'd live in a country where the norm is this. And folks, I do believe this is getting to be the norm. By and large, most workers feel this way. I'll just do whatever I have to do to get by. In fact, they're not going to fire me because who are they going to replace me with? So, you know, even if I do a little less than what I'm supposed to, I'll be okay. I'll keep my job. So they cut every corner possible. That includes being late, leaving early, taking extra days off that maybe aren't even allocated, calling in sick when they're not, on down the line we go. They're quiet quitting. My feeling on that is, if you hate your job that badly, go find a new one. If your purpose in life is that bad that you have to quiet quit your job, go find another one. I mean that sincerely, folks. And if some of you listening to me are that way, please go find something else to do for your own good. Not for the good of the company, but for your own good. I'm not talking about the employer. And I also will admit there's a lot of crappy employers out there. I understand. I get it. There's some really good employers. There's some not so good employers. I guess I was raised by my father especially that you put in a hard day's work, period. It didn't even matter what the paycheck was at the end of the day. That's just what you were, that was your God-given duty, work hard, period, no matter what. And the paycheck, by the way, was the reward and the thank you. I didn't need a specific thank you to keep doing that. I still don't. Get up, work, do what you need to do. I didn't have to have a pat on the back to keep working hard. I just knew that's what I, I was raised that way. That was, it was your duty to get up and work hard. In fact, it's for those of you that are Christians listening, it's very biblical to get up and work hard. That's what God tells you to do. It's sort of a mandate. You're actually supposed to be setting the example for the folks around you, not the other way around. I'm not sure Christians... By the way, I don't think this gets preached from the pulpit much. If at all anymore, to be honest with you. Because the church has gotten as soft as the world, just to be quite frank. Which, by the way, is disgusting in and of itself that they are, but they're just as soft as the world is. That includes most staff at churches. Yes, some work really hard, some coast. There's a lot of church staff that have quiet quit. (laughs) And probably started doing that years ago. And Charlie's in here laughing because he knows exactly what I mean. Sorry, I'm just, folks, I'm being real. You know, there's a lot of churches, nonprofits, those types of organizations, schools, and so on, where people have quiet quit, quit years ago. They've just been coasting along. Most people in government quiet quit their job a long time ago. They do just exactly what they have to to keep their job. Yes, I know there's some really hardworking government employees out there. Thank you. Those of you that are, that are on my payroll, that I'm a, you know, I'm a taxpayer, so you're on my payroll, thank you. By the way, I realize there are some government workers that really do work hard, and I've known some of them. Thank you for what you do. I mean that. I also know 
there's a lot of government workers that aren't. That quiet quit their job a long time ago. They just coast on by. And you kind of wonder, did this get worse when sitcoms, Charlie, became more prevalent? Because sitcoms used to talk about this stuff all the time. Everybody on a sitcom hated their job. Everyone. Rarely did you find somebody in a sitcom that loved their job. Occasionally you would, but typically everybody was looking for another job that they liked more than the one they had. So it kind of makes you wonder, where did this come from? Or is it just human nature? Be lazy. Do whatever you, you know, do whatever it is it is the least that you possibly can do to get by and call it good. Again, I'm very thankful I was raised differently than that, and that would not that would have never flown in my house. My dad would have never allowed that. And in turn, I guess at a very early age, I learned how to work hard. I, I really didn't I hate to say this, but I didn't have any choice. I, I there was no options in my house. You did or you didn't. You had my dad's wrath. So I learned at an early age how to work hard. It just, it flabbergasts me that we live in a day and age where at least a quarter to a third of workers are quiet quitting. And I see it. I, this was not a shock. And, and frankly, I think this number might even be higher. Because go anywhere you want, especially in the retail environment, go anywhere you want. And listen to some of the conversations that staff at that workplace are having and tell me how many of them love their job. I've talked about this before. Number one thing in a store that drives me nuts is hearing staff complain about their job or their boss, especially when I can hear them and they know it. Or any other customer can hear them. Nothing is more detestable in my world than listening to somebody complain about their job while they're waiting on me. Because frankly, I don't care. You chose the job. There's no handcuffs. You know, there's nothing handcuffing you to that front counter or to whatever it is you know, you're, you're helping me with. If you don't like what you do, change. Go somewhere else. Go find a new job. Start your own company. You know, take on some risk of your own if you'd like. If you don't like the way it's done, then you know, there's other options. You don't have to stay there. Yet people do. And the funniest thing about this that just, this was, this was the, this probably did surprise me the most. Nine out of 10 of these people think that they can be incentivized to work harder. I don't know how that would work. You're already lazy on the job. Why would anyone, any good, you know, any good, you know, employer want to incentivize you to do anything? Oh, you know, hey, Charlie, come on in. I want to have a little chat with you. I noticed that, you know, you haven't been doing a really great job lately. You know, I can kind of tell that you've sort of quiet quit, I think is the name of the term. And, you know, you're just kind of doing your job kind of halfway. And I get the fact you don't really have your heart at anymore and, and, you know, so on and so forth. And, yeah, things have been a little rougher during COVID and so on. So I tell you what, Charlie, I'm going to give you a $5 an hour raise to see if you'll work harder. Do you think that conversation's ever going to happen? Absolutely not. I can't believe these people are this dumb. It's, it's not going to happen. You're, you're rewarded when you work hard, not when you're a sloth. Some sloths probably work harder than some of these individuals. All right, Drew Allen's going to join me in a moment. We'll uh, talk to him momentarily. Hi-Fi Plumbing is coming up next. They want to take care of all of you and your plumbing needs, and <laughs> they're hiring. 
And I can already tell you, no, they're not going to reward for bad behavior. They want solid team members that will come to work. It's high energy. They want high energy individuals. They want to take care of all the plumbing needs of their clients, our listeners, and take care of you at the same time. And their employees at the same time, I mean to say. So they're looking at both sides of the aisle. So if you want to go to a great place to work, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. If you need some plumbing for your home, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action, showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Michael Bailey Law, he's our mobile estate planner. Talk to Michael today. Get your estate in order, and he'll come to you. 720-394-6887. Don't let your family go nuts over your stuff. KLZ's mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, sees it all the time. Just when you'd hope your family members might be sharing fond memories of you after your passing, they suddenly descend into the most infantile arguments, the repercussions of which could last years. Families go a little crazy when a loved one's stuff gets involved. Save your family from themselves. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, today. Make your final wishes clear. It has been too long since we've had a conversation with former Obama supporter Alessandra Maria Lavallee. On the next Kim Munson show, Lavallee shares her thoughts on the current issues of the day. Kim Ware, Outreach Director with Christian Home Educators of Colorado, explains the benefits of homeschooling. Kimberly Bell shares what is happening at Kanjani Coffee. Dr. Jill Vecchio discusses the upcoming Douglas County Zoning Amendment vote. That's Tuesday, 6 to 8 a.m. with Encores 1 to 2 p.m. and 10 to 11 p.m. right here on KLZ 560 and KLZ 100.7 FM. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we'll have Drew here in just a moment, so uh, stay tuned. And uh, got several things I want to talk to Drew about because uh, he's, as you guys all know, if you don't know Drew's background, so he's a younger conservative in the media world, has his own podcast, but he's been on our show many, many times and really enjoy talking to Drew and uh, again, he's a guy that if you've not listened to him before, uh, he's got a great podcast and he joins us on a routine basis and always a, always a good time to talk to him. Uh, something interesting that happened just today, which is, uh, which is interesting. I'll get Drew on here and talk about it. So, Drew, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, good to be with you, John. I was listening to your conversation. It's important about sloth and laziness, and I couldn't help but think about the example in the White House. Uh, you think? 
Good two week vacation, you know. I mean, holy cow! Day, Actually, Drew, as far as the White House is concerned, if it was empty, we'd be better off. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the problem is the great irony is that the best thing Joe Biden could do is never do anything. But right. unfortunately, uh, all the people behind the scenes are still getting the work you done got to destroy it. the country. Here, here's something you'll enjoy. This is funny. So we tweeted out today that you would be joining us. Well, a. Uh, because here's, here's, what, here's what the tweet was that we sent out. The left is always crazy. Drew Thomas Allen joins us with the latest blah, 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 blah. So guess what retweeted us, by the way? Uh-oh. The mental health bot. <laughs> Go figure. You gotta be kidding. I am not, I am not, I'm not joking. My, my producer, Ann, sent me that just a few minutes ago. So uh, go figure. Go, go get him Twitter. Unbelievable. Well, let's hope they're bringing attention to the mental uh, uh, illness on the left, you know. Uh, uh, that's what it is. No, you, you know my feelings on that, Drew. And, and again, just really, I, not, not to continue on with what I talked about a moment ago because i got other stuff I want to ask you, but really, I mean, we've got a group of people now that are quiet quitting, and 9 out of 10 of them feel like they could be incentivized to work harder, but who in the world, Drew, name an employer that's going to pay them more money when they've already basically left the job? Yeah, no, exactly right. But look, you know, the, the way people, you know, I'm 35, right, this millennial group, a lot of people in my age group and even older now, uh, the way people's thought process is they don't tie their income, how much they make to their work ethic. They just think, right, it's entitlement. So you almost can't even incentivize people uh, to work hard Good anymore. Point. It's never enough. They're never happy. And so it's this bizarre thing where capitalism doesn't even seem to work anymore because these people don't even like the system they're working in. Good point. No, you know what? You uh, really that that's 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 pretty. Uh, unfortunately, that's pretty true. I wish it weren't true, but that's pretty true. Um, a, it's never enough. B, no matter. You, I mean, you, literally, you could hand some of these folks the world, and it still isn't going to be enough, no matter what you do. Yeah, they're looking for reasons to be unhappy. It's just the permanent victimhood. That's the great irony of the victim mentality that the left has, and a lot of Americans. It's that even in success, they're not happy. Yep. Uh, somebody just texted me a moment ago and said, do you think that Obama's 99 weeks of unemployment, Bi uh, Biden's double-digit free money payments have anything to do with this? And I said, yeah, maybe, although I also think that it's the many years, Drew, of schooling to get these individuals to believe this way as well. So we have to add that into it as well. So it's not just the freebies government has done. I mean, I think that's the icing on the cake for these people, but they've been taught all along this is the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. And let's not let the parents off the hook, too, right? Because you're going to encounter these different perspectives throughout your life, no matter where you are. True. They run counter to what you want to teach your children. And uh, a lot of these parents have also failed their children by not teaching them uh, what is right and what is wrong. All right. So what I really wanted to talk to you about today, I didn't send you the article because I'm assuming that you already saw it, but this is the situation going on off campus in Berkeley where uh, they are banning, get this, banning white people from student housing common areas. This is Berkeley, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, you know, there's a trend going on here because we just saw that school district, uh, the teachers' unions, right, they've announced they're going to fire white teachers yep. uh, first as a priority. Yeah, was, what, is that, was, that, was that Michigan or, or Wisconsin? Wisconsin or there Michigan. You, I can't, I it's one of those two. I couldn't remember. One of the two. Yeah, and so this is kind of the same thing, right? And they defend this, and actually they celebrate it. It's so amazing in the name of, of combating discrimination, uh, that evil, uh, they're discriminating, engaging in that behavior. And somehow they think, you know, uh, two wrongs make a right. Uh, it's actually outrageous. I mean, 
they're getting away with this and that there's not more pushback that any American go along, especially, you know who I really condemn, are, are Americans who grew up in the civil rights movement, whether they were African-American yeah, or white. You know, the, the color of their skin didn't matter, but they went through something that was very real. And for, for them to go along and not provide that important perspective and remind people that this is a bunch of BS, uh, that, they, that they can't even understand what it was actually like in the 1950s and 60s, I mean, come on. My thought on that, Drew, I could be completely wrong, but but bear with me here. Keep in mind that, you know, my folks are in their 80s, and they were kind of the last generation to really remember some of the things that you're talking about, because quite frankly, as they were growing up, a lot of that was starting to be diminished and go away in the early 60s. So the reality is, not saying there's not a lot of those folks left, they are, but they're really, no offense, Drew, but they're not in a lot of influential places any longer to have that same influence that guys like you and I have. I think that's part of the problem. You're right. You're right. They should be, but they don't have that voice anymore, unfortunately. You know, I, I think that is an important point to make. I think we've talked about on the show, you know, as long as we've known each other now. Uh, you know, I was talking about my own father, who's, you know, 73, 74 years old. You know, this isn't really his fight anymore. You know, it's, it's my generation's fight. And so, um, you know, it is our job to step up. But, but I mean, this type of thing is it's incredible that, you know, you can you can look at the 1950s, 60s, you know, in the civil rights movement and a movement that was to reject that. And now we have an opposite movement that is moving to reinstitute it against white people. Yep. It's evil. It really is. That was Minnesota, by the way. I got a couple of text messages in, you know, you know making sure that we're uh, given the right information. out. So, yeah, that's the, the state of... Um of Minnesota, Minneapolis in particular, is where that's happening, Drew, where they're firing white teachers first. So if there's any kind of layoffs that come along, white teachers, no matter how long they've been here. So in other words, you could have a tenure, not tenure, but you could have a teacher in the school district that's been there for 20 years that's a white individual. You could have a black individual that's been there for five. The black person keeps their job. The 20-plus you know, veteran loses theirs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, this. Really, I mean, it just ties into to everything you were saying from the beginning of the show, too. I mean, it's really just this rejection of the principles that made America great, right? Right. Uh, hard work ethic, right? That's out the drain. Um, yeah, and and, and I want, really quick, I want to add something to do that because I think you would agree with me on this. Now, here, here's where I would say this needs to go. Not shouldn't make any difference the color of their skin. And I'm also one to not to, to you know, I'm also not a believer, Drew, that just because you've been there 20 some years, you get to keep your job. No, this should go off of which one of those two teachers is performing their job better, teaching their students better. In other words, which one of those is doing their job to the best of their ability and winning? That's the one that should keep their job. Doesn't matter the color of their skin or how long they've been there. Well, this is the elimination of the meritocracy, right? We've seen this in college campuses, uh, filling quotas, uh, discriminating against Asians, for example, at Harvard. Uh, 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 you know, and, and now we're seeing it here uh, in terms of, of the, the process of, of having to make a hard decision of hiring someone. It's not based on a meritocracy. It's the superficial, uh, racist observation of what their skin color is. So if you're white, you know, that's a sin. That's a problem. We've got to get rid of you. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, this is going to happen in more I, Minnesota. Yep. You know, we might be talking about right now, but I guarantee you that's not the end of this. No, you're right. You're and right. where's the pushback? You're right. No, the, the um, tweet went out today. A lady by the name of Nina Turner. I don't know Nina Turner, but this tweet went out. I need a conserv- or I need conservatives to define woke. ASAP say it. So here was the first tweet back. By the way, I think this one's done pretty well. This is Wilford Riley. Welcome. 
Wokeism is the belief that, one, all of society is currently and intentionally structured to oppress. Two, all gaps in performance between large groups illustrate this. And three, the solution is equity, proportional representation with no regard to performance. The exact same things we're talking about. He is spot on. In other words, there isn't any such thing as wokeness. This is all just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, and woke really, I mean, it, I just define it as, you know, rejection of the constitutional principles that the nation was founded on. Uh, that's really what it comes down to, too. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, reversing the relationship between us and the government, you know, and that's what this push is all about with the left, you know. I, I, I kept thinking about, you know, uh, Salman Rushdie, who was attacked recently, you know, and stabbed 10 times and thankfully survived. Yeah. And, and you know, the Ayatollah gave that order, you know, in 1989, I guess it was. And, you know, the Democrats have been issuing their own fat laws yep. uh, against uh, Republicans. I mean, they're no different they than the extremist ideologue of the Ayatollah. I mean, they're American Ayatollahs, you know, issuing Democrat fat laws. Yeah, and, and I think, again, we, we talk about this all the time, Drew. I know you do as well. And, it, and it's not to sound, you know, elitist or egotistical by any way, shape, or form. But believe me, the other side's goal is the utter demise of this country. They hate everything about it. They hate what it stands for. They hate the structure of. They hate the founding fathers. They don't like anything at all about this country, and they want to see it, and Obama said it best, completely transformed and turned around. That is their ultimate goal, and I don't think there's any wrong, anything wrong with you and I saying that, because ultimately that's their way of doing it, and they have a totally different view of what America should look like than you and I have. Well, that, that, that's exactly right. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, all these people who oppose us and attack us on the Democrat side, uh, especially individuals that are not in government as well, they would be beneficiaries in, in, in the constitutional world that we want to restore right. America to. Their lives would improve. So, you know, I don't make apologies for the things I say uh, ever. Um, I, you know, I, I don't apologize for being a conservative uh, because at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're fighting for everybody, That's right. uh, and they're fighting to destroy uh, the livelihoods of all of us. So it really is an ideological war we're in. And and the problem is they are not bound by morality. They're willing to do anything. Oh, no. No, they'll lie, end. cheat, steal, do anything they possibly can, Drew, to, to make themselves look better. Uh, I mean, again, everything from denying facts, plain and simple, they'll, they'll flat out deny facts that are right in front of their face. They don't care. They, again, they lie, cheat, steal, do whatever they possibly can to win and get ahead. Because, again, at the end of the day, they're, you know, the ultimate goal is the demise of this country, period. It is, and, and I like what you said. It is an all-out war now. And we need to start saying it that way. It is an all-out war. It is. Yep, yep. And they're trying to provoke one. And it's actually us who are showing restraint. Um, you know, they're mischaracterizing us, and they're just begging begging somebody to be pushed too far so that they can use that as an example to crack down. But look, you know, we've just got to put on the armor of God. We've got to have some faith here. Agreed. And we just have to speak confidently. I, I am finding more and more calm, uh, and I'm somebody who gets riled up a lot, but I'm feeling myself kind of become more grounded as I continue to progress with you, with my other friends and everything else in this, in this war that we're in, uh, and just feeling more confident in it, you know, because we've got to be measured people that also are forceful uh, in, in what we say. Well, the other thing I think that's good along those lines, and I appreciate all that you're saying, by the way, and I think that you're, you're spot on. The other thing that I think is encouraging, at least it is to me, is there's a lot more of us as you know, quote-unquote soldiers that are out there, Drew, willing to fight this fight. We may not be as vocal as the other side is, but trust me, there's as many soldiers on our side of the aisle as what the other side has. In fact, I will tell you I think there's more. I 100% agree with you. You know, you can't buy the media. I mean, the, the whole point of it, their strategy is to convince people 
that they're outnumbered, that That's we're right. minority, so that we don't speak right. out. But look, people need to, to become courageous, and for every person that steps forward, other people will join. So look at yourself and all of, of, of you know creating a little movement of your own that's all going to kind of uh, coincide at some point and save America. But we've all got to step up and use our unique talents that we have uh, because we all have a voice. We all have people we can influence. Yes. And we all have to. It takes all of us. Really, it does. No, I, I agree. And I, I enjoyed what you said a moment ago. We, we, despite whether you think it exists or not, every single person Drew has influence. I don't care who they are. They may think they have none, but they do have some. And I'm also one to say that I think the other thing on our side, I want to get your opinion on this, but I think the other side that our side needs to really pay close attention to is making sure that our message, I guess is the best way to say it, Drew, that our message is delivered in the proper manner. Firm, factual, but also in a nice way so that the other side is receptive to what we have to say. Does that make sense? Of course it does. And look, you can look at history, you know. Um, you know, I mean, I know we taught, I mean, you and I are Christian. Uh, maybe not everyone in the audience is, but you can look at Jesus' example. Look at how he spoke to people. I mean, it came from a position of love. He was trying to save the world, right? We're trying to save America, mm-hmm. and there are correlations. But it didn't mean he couldn't sit there and be firm. I mean, he kicked the tax collectors out of his father's house in the synagogue. I mean, I mean, the guy, the guy did not mince his words, but it came from a position of love. And I think we've got to try and remind ourselves that, you know, but we, but we, we, we can't sit here and cower. Uh, we, we can't nope. bend the knee to these people. Nope. And, and, it's, and you know who has influence? People who believe they're influential. That's who has influence. You know, I, I like that. You're right. I mean, if you feel you have influence, which, by the way, we all do. So if you believe you have some and you put that influence to work in the proper manner. And again, Drew, some of us can be a lot more bold and be more boisterous. It's what, you know, guys like you and I are doing on a regular basis in the in the worlds that we live in. On the same token, there'll be some other folks out there that can't take that same approach. They're going to have to be a little bit more softer pedaled, I guess you could say, and, and handle things a little bit more differently, whether it be with family members or what have you. But again, I guess the biggest thing too, Drew, that I would say, and this is, again, you talk about Jesus. Here's what Jesus did. He hit him with facts. The reality is, if we continue to hit people with facts on an ongoing basis, that's what will allow us to win, I believe. That's right. And, you know, I think we can lean on satire, lean on ridicule, uh, lean on humor as well, because Libs of TikTok, for example, is so successful. And what does it do? It simply shows videos of liberals spouting their stupidity themselves. And they fear it, and they want to shut it down. And so, you know, you don't really have to do much, you know. I mean, they kind of destroy themselves. You just kind of hold up a mirror to them. True. Um, so, so, you know, uh, look, we're, we're, we're going to press forward. Uh, I do have a lot of confidence. I would, my only thing would say, look, there's a lot of polls coming out and reports from Fox and everywhere else suggesting that maybe Republicans aren't going to do so well in the midterms. They're starting to put bad news out there. And I would remind people that polling in 2016 all pointed to a landslide Hillary Clinton victory. Well, and now, I, I don't Drew, I'll, I'll add to that. Yeah. It also pointed in 2020 to our victories. Yeah. Yes. And they weren't there either. So, you know what? I don't put a lot of stake in the polls. No, no. You've got to measure reality. Look, it doesn't mesh with reality. You know, all of a sudden, uh, oh, yeah, Joe Biden, he, they, they passed legislation that they deceptively named the Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to exacerbate inflation. It has nothing to do with inflation. Right. Afghanistan anniversaries here. He hasn't resolved any of the problems that people were, were turning their backs on him for. Right. And so all of a sudden now we're supposed to believe because we see a report from a poll that suddenly he's, he's becoming popular again. I don't buy it. It's not I don't either. We, I don't either. Look, don't take the midterms for granted. That's important. You know, I agree. We've got to get out and show up in numbers we've never showed before. 
No, you, and you know what? I appreciate that. We can't take any election for granted. We need to show up. We need to vote. We need to vote the right way. Uh, but at the end of the day, I also don't put much stock in these in these uh, you know polls on the front side either. We've talked about that in the past many, many times on this program. I don't put a lot of stake in them. Yeah, there's a gauge there maybe somewhere, but the reality is I, I think you can gauge the sentiment of the majority of people in this country. Everything they're doing costs more money. Their incomes aren't, aren't rising as fast as inflation has. At the end of the day, they have, you know, they have less month than money. That's the reality, or more month than money, I should say, less month than they do, or less money than they have month, Drew. That's the reality of it. And believe me, that's going to have a big impact this November, I believe. Yeah, it is. Economy drives everything, and people are suffering. And that's not going to go away before in the midterms. It's going to get worse, and they know it, and they can say and deny we're in a recession. They can tell you how great things are. But every time you go to fill up your gas tank, every time you go to buy groceries, every time you pay your electric bill, you're reminded how bad things are to this administration, and it will not change yep. until they are defeated. How do folks find you, Drew? Uh, DrewAllen.substack.com. Uh, they can subscribe there, or the podcast is The Drew Allen Show. Awesome. Drew, as always, appreciate it, man. Have a great week. You too. God bless you, All right, you, talk to you soon. God bless America as well. Thank you, Drew. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. And, again, they want to help you with your all of your electrical heating needs, whatever they happen to be. And on top of that, they've got their quiet cool system that is also $300 off right now. 720-526-0231. Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with absolute electrical heating and air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by absolute electrical heating and air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, if you are interested in buying another home, selling your current home, adding a rental property possibly, you name it, uh, K&R, the ladies there, can help you with whatever need you have. You get two realtors for the price of one, and it's literally hands-on service. No matter what your situation, they're there to help. 720-437-8210. Renting is not an investment. Catherine and Robin, co-founders of K&R Home Transitions, want you to focus on building your wealth through a home purchase. By continuing to rent from others, you're robbing yourself of an investment that gives you potential to grow your wealth. Equity is capital in your home, and you can build that equity up over time. You want to increase your financial worth, so why not also do that with your home too? With help from K&R Home Transitions, you can learn how to climb the property ladder to turn a profit. Once you're invested, you can use your equity to keep moving upward with help from Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Get ideas that build the financial momentum of your home investment with experts like Catherine and Robin. So kick off your journey and start building your wealth wisely with K&R Home Transitions. Visit klzradio.com home to invest in your home.
Your business is eating you away because it's eating your time away. John Rush with Rush Media Consulting can help you by turning your business into passive income. Time is energy and money. So set up your one-on-one Rush Media business consultation and ensure that your business runs itself. Otherwise, you just own a job. Chances are you're working too many hours. You need to preserve your valuable time because unlike money, you can't get it back. The longer you spend on the fence about what to do, the less time you have. Do not squander the precious moments you have with your family, doing things you love, and enjoying life. Your business is your living, so it should let you live. John Rush at Rush Media Consulting gives you the chance to take the value of your time seriously by making your business work for you. Email John Rush right now to set up a free business consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's J-O-H-N at rushtoreason.com. Or visit rushmediainc.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. The other thing that the left won't ever do, and you heard Drew really you know, talk about that a moment ago, is admit when they're wrong. Joe sent me this earlier today. There was a prediction of the hurricane season for 2022 this year. Granted, it's not completely over yet, but we're pretty well into it. We're on the really the downhill swing of the hurricane season because it ends roughly, I don't know, middle of September-ish or so. So what, we got maybe two, three weeks left is all. And I don't, there's nothing really out on the horizon that looks nasty by any way, shape, or form. But their prediction, keep in mind, they're always, you know, championing Climate change. Got to do something about climate change. Got to have green energy to fight climate change. Blah, 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 blah. The prediction from NOAA, which, yes, NOAA is very left-leaning. Not left-leaning. They are the left. They're a division of the National Weather Service, but they are very much on the left. They predicted above-average hurricanes for this year, which would make it the seventh consecutive above-average hurricane season. Their outlook for the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season, which runs from June 1st through, it does go through November 30th, but again, it'll start to wind down here once we get into September. They predict a 65% chance, so over 50%, of an above-normal season. 25% chance of a near-normal season, 10% chance of a below-normal season. Now again, the season's not over with, but so far, None of what they predicted has been true. It just hasn't happened. Now, does that mean that the climate isn't changing? No, we talk about it on the show all the time. The climate's constantly changing. We, we, live in a, we live on a dynamic planet. This is not a static planet at all. It's a dynamic planet. Things are constantly changing. Honestly, it's what makes it so great. It's not the same every day or every year. There's always change. It would be really boring if it was the same every day, by the way. But in this particular case, what Joe sent me in the reports, he sent me all the reports, by the way, that predicted this. It just, it just hasn't happened. Now, we've had some storms and some depressions and some things along those lines, but we, we have not had the... Major, because they predicted three to six major hurricanes. That's a category three, four, or five. 
we've we've not had those folks. Now again, could we still have one? Sure, we're we're not out of it yet. There's been hurricanes in you know October. You know, again, it runs all the way through November 30th, but typically by then it's you know water's cooled off enough and it's just not an issue at that point. I'm not sure why they even run it that far. Whether you know why they run it through November 30th because we don't typically have them then. I'm sure somebody will look one up and correct me, but it's it's not it's not the norm, folks. It's sort of like here. Can we get a two foot blizzard in May? Yes, we can. Does it happen? Not very often. I've lived here my whole life. I could probably count on one hand the amount of you know large blizzards we've had in May. You know, can we get a large blizzard in September? Yes. Again, I could count on one hand though how many of them we've had in my lifetime. They don't happen that often. Is there something that can always happen out of the norm? Yes. But point being. They always predict things like this, almost a, a, you know, almost this this doom and gloom prediction, if you would. None of it's happened here in Colorado lately. You know, we're we're supposed to be in this big, huge drought, and there's not supposed to be any moisture around. But yet, places like here and our mountains and Wyoming and even Nevada and Arizona have had all sorts of rain here in the monsoon season. So we weren't supposed to have this, but yet we are. You'll never hear that from the left, though. You'll never hear that they come out and make any kind of corrections. Oh, we were wrong. You're right. We didn't have that many hurricanes. American National Insurance is next. Paul Lewinberger would love to help you with all of your insurance needs. Doesn't matter, by the way, whether it's your home, your auto. Uh, He's got life insurance as well. And on top of that, he can insure all of your classic or cars that just aren't normal. That's probably the best way for me to say it. And he does that in a way where he saves you money at the same time. 303-662-0789. Every time you use insurance, it costs you down the road. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance rewards you when you make responsible decisions. When times get tough, the first thing people want to do is cut their coverage. Cut back too much, and it'll cost you more than you thought you were saving. Paul Lewinberger's rebate program incentivizes you to delay gratification. When you don't make a claim for three years, you'll get a rebate. He'll make sure you're properly covered so that when you need to make a claim, you'll have what you need to be made financially whole again. When you're reliable, Paul Lewinberger gives you some money back. When you're facing economic hardship or otherwise, get properly insured with Paul. You'll get a return on the money you invested in your financial stability. Work with Paul Lewinberger. Call 303-662-0789. Call Paul at 303 662-0789 for home and auto insurances that save you down the road. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, that's it for this first hour. If you missed it, catch it between 6 and 7 p.m. If it's close to 7, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, but we do have another hour coming your way. Patrick Brown is going to join us. He is a fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, and we're going to talk about the student loan forgiveness and the fact that it really is bad policy and how should conservatives respond to those types of policies we'll be right back don't go anywhere this is rush to reason denver's afternoon rush klz 560